Hello and welcome to an all new episode of the Lisa Ann Experience. I am your host, Lisa Ann, and I would like to extend my gratitude to you for making me a part of your listening experience. I understand there are a ton of podcasts out there, including many that I do that are pretty much competing against everything that I do, but they're all in such beautiful different categories. You get this episode that lands in your ears every single Wednesday, and then it drops on my YouTube channel Friday nights as a live premiere. My YouTube is the same as all of my other platforms. Everything is the real Lisa Ann. So we've got that, my main podcast, where we are right now, where I get to bring you the most interesting conversations with guests and totally off-topic and random and a solo episode like you got to bring you into the new year last week. Tuesdays, I release a podcast with Sapphire. So I get to interview the stars that are coming through to perform at their clubs in New York City. That podcast is called Backstage Convos. It's actually full name, Lisa Ann's Backstage Convos. And then on Fridays, you get me on Sirius XM. So whether you're a listener who likes to listen in your car, you're going to go to Raw Comedy Channel 99 at Sirius XM. The show drops every Friday like 10 a.m., then 5 p.m., then it replays on Saturday and Sunday and through the week. But if you're like me and you're a listener who doesn't have a car in a city, don't have a car, even when I had a car, though, I always used the app. I just found it was so much easier to use the app and Bluetooth it in the car and have exactly what I wanted. I never could figure out how to find the on-demand shows on SiriusXM unless I was on the app and since I listen to a lot of stuff on demand, you know, where it's already been done, but it was a later show than I stayed up for. So you get me here. You get me on Backstage Combos, which is exclusively right now on their, on our YouTube. And then SiriusXM, the show is called Better Haves. My co-host, Brett Raybold, has been right here with me as a guest on my podcast. He is hilarious. We had a ton of fun putting together our pilot of six episodes. Our last episode will drop on Friday, January 19th. And hopefully by then we're going to have some answers on how we plan to continue this show because we had way too much fun doing it to not be able to include it. We got to interview guests uh, that were in town for the New York Comedy Festival, uh, some local comedians, friends. So you'll get to catch on the episodes that you missed. The first one dropped, I think it was like December 5th or something. Wow, time flies. But yes, six episodes we've done already. You can follow all the social media. So if you don't have SiriusXM and you want to see what this is about, check out some of these clips. You can follow all of all of that at Better Haves SXM for SiriusXM. So you get to hear me a lot. You get to see me a bit as I do live streams every Wednesday on my Facebook, which is, of course, the release and uh, randomly on my Instagram. And now we've got events coming up like the Super Bowl. So the regular season is over. We're now facing wild card weekend. Your fantasy football angst is behind you. Unless you decide to do DFS, daily fantasy sports, or you decide to dabble in some sports betting, you actually just get to kick back and relax and watch the game. So for me, I did no sports betting this weekend. I actually got to just do just that. Kick back and relax and watch the games. Uh, and it was fabulous. You may have seen on IG, I post a little video, maybe on my TikTok, I post a little video of me with a trophy that I got for this year. It's my second time winning in this league, and it's the Fantasy Football Nerds. They have a great site, all the most useful tools and information for your draft, for your in-season, and it's a charity league. So uh, the buy-in, all the money goes to the charity of choice of the winner. Uh, because of one of our league mates uh, sadly lost his wife this year, we divided up the winnings to a charity that she loved, which is Doorways. So made half to Blessings in a Backpack, which is my charity that I play for, and the other half to Doorways for uh, Steve Gardner's late wife. So it's a beautiful league put together with great minds in the fantasy football space, and I'm thrilled to have won it twice since 2015, and it inspired me to buy a shelf. How can a trinket walk in my door and need more trinkets? But it did. When this trophy got delivered, I realized, oh, 
The other trophy is like identical. They should be on shelves next to each other. I don't know if they're going to fit side by side because I haven't built this shelf yet. I don't know if they're going to go top bottom, but they will be in my office for a little mojo and a little fun, uh, doing a little nesting since this is the most that I've been home in quite a long time. Last year, I traveled over 240,000 miles by air. So being home right now is really all about like tinkering around the house, enjoying things. I just got off of the beautiful week of dog sitting. And I have to say, thank you, Mother Nature. Thank you. I had no rain while I had Archie. Seven straight days of, yes, there were some temps that were a little brutal in the morning when you have to go out there where the dog wants to go first thing. Okay, no problem. But I gave Archie back Friday night. His parents were coming home Friday night. Saturday, it starts with that. We're getting a nor'easter. We're getting sleet. We're getting snow. We're getting a rain. We're getting this. And I'm thinking like, ooh, boy, my doggy responsibilities really ended at the right time because I really had a great time with Archie. I got to tell you, I do not know how people have pets and manage to work. How do you leave them? How do you not just want to pet them all the time? How do you not think that he was so smart by day two of me working in my office, he learned, Archie learned he could just like circle my chair and almost make me feel like I was on an Island and there were like sharks circling around a boat and there's sharks circling around and he'd circle around a couple of times. He'd lay in front of my feet and he kind of sigh, you know, dogs do that. Hmm. You know, they're trying to get your attention and then he would just pull the wool out. He would get stand up alongside my chair and just start with the paw, just touching my leg, then just touching, then just touching. And I was like, okay, fine. We stop. We stop everything we're doing. We come out, we sit on the couch. I pet you for 30 minutes. I mean, this was the biggest challenge that I had once the holiday for for, um, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve was over. I was like, okay, got to get back to doing a couple of things really made it difficult because he was such a pure pleasure to be around. And so much, and just so cute. You look at them, they're just so cute. So I admire all of you out there that are responsible pet owners that still handle your business and don't stop doing the important things you're supposed to be doing to pet your dog. Because that's really all I wanted to do the whole time Archie was here. He was so much fun. And like I said, it ended at the absolute perfect time when the weather changed. And I felt bad for them. They were coming back from a tropical vacation for New Year's. And then they come back to like this. I'm like, pretty extreme. But again, not my problem. You'll see that I've added some new things through the year. I am getting a lot more active on my TikTok. Uh, And also through the request of many, going to be adding some cooking videos to my YouTube. This is going to be simple stuff because I'm always shocked to hear how difficult many people think it is to make very simple things. All you have to do is be prepared. And I think the first obstacle that people really run into when they're trying to start cooking for the first time is having things in your kitchen that you can, as my grandmother used to say, and as my mom used to say, get to whip up something. Does anybody remember that expression from back in the day? Oh, you're hungry? Oh, let me go in the kitchen and see what I can whip up. That was a normal thing to say because you would open the kitchen as long as you had some peppers, some tomatoes, some onions, some lettuce, and some things, and you'd go in the cabinet, maybe you had some pasta or some rice, whatever you have. So knowing how to build those staples and knowing what things you always use. I know that I always have to have fresh produce. I always have to have fresh bananas for my smoothies. As my bananas start to get weird in the fridge, I pay attention because I will peel them, cut them into pieces, put them into baggies and put them in the freezer. And then I have frozen bananas for my smoothies. So like I'm always paying attention because things don't last that long. Learning what you like and what you can put into almost every meal. And that for me is vegetables as kind of the base and then working around it. So this first dish was just a very simple vegetable with protein pasta. The protein pastas I get are either pea-based or soy-based, but they are gluten-free pastas. Uh, They're high in fiber. And so I bake the veggies in the oven. You can see it on my YouTube channel. I bake the veggies in the oven for 30 minutes. At the 30-minute point, I put on the water to boil for the pasta, leave the veggies in. When the pasta's done, I throw the pasta in the dish with the veggies, a little plant-based cheese, and I bake it for another five, 10 minutes, right? Very simple. It's a meal that I love left over because the next day you can eat it as a cold pasta salad or you can heat it up as a side dish for dinner. But 
if you really want to think about, you know, planning for your future and saving money and learning how to get by with less and have more for maybe more extravagant vacations, or maybe you don't want to work as much. How are we in this? Remember, I'm still in the mindset of a minimalist. That's why it was shocking for me to order a shelf to put a trophy on. But as a minimalist, I'm also thinking about how I'm grocery shopping, how I'm cooking, how I'm taking care of myself and how I'm spending money. And ordering out all the time really does add up. And it's so fulfilling to make something. And a lot of the meals that I make are spaced out to, okay, you could put the vegetables in the oven. You have 30 minutes. Now's a good time for you to maybe get undressed from work, put on your comfy clothes you want to hang out with, get, get cozy. Then that 30 minutes goes by. You have to plan a little bit, but you're planning for yourself. And each meal that you cook, if you're cooking by yourself, you should always make sure that you're cooking something that you will eat again the next day as a leftover in some way, shape or form. So the video is there. I'm going to continue to do it. And as I was going to shoot the video, I was like, oh no, I wish I had some fresh basil and some fresh oregano and I was going to run out of the store. And I thought, don't do it because I'm trying to make the most basic version of everything. And you know, you could elevate it by adding fresh spices. But one of the things you'll want to do when you first start saying, I'm going to cook, even if it's just two meals a week for yourself is start to build your spices. And I don't really believe in this spice cabinet where they give you all the spices. You get like 30 spices because it ends up being a ton of spices you'll never use and they'll go bad and they take up space. So keep your basics. You're Italian. You'll want your parsley, your basil, your Italian seasoning, your oregano. You want some garlic powder. Maybe you want some paprika from other things, but think about I keep a dry mustard powder so I can whip up uh, mustard and I don't have to worry about mustard as a condiment going bad. So I'm going to continue to add these here and there on my YouTube channel and see how this grows. I want to start with very basic, basic ingredients. And I think to myself, if you did this one day a week, I'm talking to you because you know I cook almost all of my meals unless I'm going out to socialize with friends. Um, if you do this one day a week, this cooking, and you have the leftover for the next day, you will save yourself easily $100 a week because you probably don't think about how much those two or three meals are costing you when you're ordering them takeout. So just a thought, just some food for thought there on something we can do. So I thought I would up my game a little bit on YouTube, share some of my more basic recipes. And after I get through those basic recipes, I'll get into things that are more complex. But I realize there's so many good things you could bake with such minimal amount of ingredients. And um, you're going to want it to be beautiful. Speaking of beautiful, bringing over more wine from Sicily. Had my meeting on Friday. This is happening. We're keeping this thing going. Just got a liquor store going, which I will share with you at the end of this episode, because I'm going to give you my list of events at the end. And I've got a nice fun weekend for Super Bowl weekend. I've got my first liquor store in store event and Super Bowl Sunday. But like I said, we're not rushing to that. We're just excited to know that there is more coming over and learning more and more about this business has been incredible for me. As I've traveled, as I've lived, the greatest thing that I've created are relationships. Um, many people hear me say often, the only real currency in life we have is our relationships. And I say that by the mere fact that when we leave this earth, we, we're not taking our money with us. We're not taking our stuff with us. I can't even take with me my fantasy football trophies. Uh, so, but we do leave behind our legacy of our relationships and our friendships. And one of the great friendships I made in the very early, early nineties, is my friend, Mike. And Mike was starting a project, uh, as something that he was doing after the service. He was in the military. Uh, he served in desert storm. I remember him coming back. He was going to ASU and he was working on this project. And this project has become something so spectacular. It's more than just a project. I wore a vet ticks hat to my very first trip to Australia, which may have been 2008 or 2009. I've had that same vet ticks hat and I was wearing it. He sent me a message like, I need to send you new vet ticks gear. And I'm like, you not only need to send me vet ticks gear, but I think we should have a conversation with my listeners about vet ticks. And so, well, 
Steve is here to join us today to talk all about it. We're talking vet ticks and first ticks. Both of these can be found vetticks.org. First ticks is the number one S T T I X dot org as well. You can follow on social media at vetticks and at first ticks. Today, I introduce you to Steve Weintraub, who spent 32 years of his life in the service and now spends every day thanking veterans and first responders through VetTix, which you're going to learn all about today. Steve, thank you so much for joining me for such an important conversation. Well, thanks for having me, L.A. This is really a, a, a treat and a tremendous opportunity for you to to feature us and for us to be you know, on your podcast. So uh, I'm really super excited and very appreciative for this opportunity. And the irony of how we met is, you know, I know Mike and I've known Mike since I was in my early 20s. And in the 90s, my friend Mike took this on. Mike Focaretta took this on as a school, as a project. And, and, and now it's become this, this monster, this beautiful beast that he's created, also a veteran. And now you're reaching a milestone at what was 20 plus years ago, us talking about this being the coolest idea ever, to now you approaching giving away your 10 millionth ticket. Well, two things, 20 millionth ticket. And the other thing is... I'm, you know, I'm a Marine veteran. We kind of joke about math for Marines, but you said, you know, early twenties, 20 years ago. So like you're in your late twenties now. So that math doesn't add up. <laughs> and see, this is where I could see you and Mike get along really well. Okay. Uh, you know, so 20 million tickets. So from the jump to explain how this works for the thank you note, which this is, it's a permanent thank you. If you've been in this service, you should be thanked forever and be able to accept gifts of gratitude for the time that you've given all of us for our freedom, as well as first responders now being part of the conversation, a separate website with VetTix. But let's talk about how this starts and how you communicate with veterans all over the world to enable them to be thanked on the regular and get to go to see events, games, and shows with their family and friends. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you're welcome for your freedom. Um, no, I, I say that jokingly. Um, it's the best answer I ever heard. So you all know we did a pre-interview. I said to Steve, thanks for your service. He's like, you're welcome for your freedom. And I'm like, oh, that's the best. That's the best response ever. Um, no, but 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 you're right. And, and look, we we as veterans and service members, we, you know, in today's current era, we, we voluntarily sign up. There, there's no draft. And so we we volunteer to serve our country and our community. And a lot of times we feel weird about being thanked for our service and sacrifice because, again, this is what we decided to do, whether it was for four years or 20 plus years. That's that's what we signed up for. But if there's a way that veterans and service members and first responders can be thanked for their service and sacrifice, that's what we do at VetTix. And we get donated event tickets. These tickets can be to sporting events, concerts performing arts, family events, food truck festival, anything where there's a ticket involved, we get these tickets donated and we turn around and we distribute them to veterans of all eras, currently serving members of the military to include guard and reserve and first responders through our organization, First Ticks. So that's police, fire, EMS to include 911 dispatchers and RNs as a way to thank them for their service and sacrifice because we know that when you're on duty or when you're deployed, when you're in uniform, you miss family events. You miss, you know, childbirths, anniversaries, birthdays, weddings, and so on and so forth. So if we can send these individuals with their families to these events as a way to make up for that lost time, that's how we can thank them for their service and sacrifice. And taking it first to the veterans and first responders, how do they get in contact? Do they sign up with your platform and register like where they live, what type of events they like to go to, things like that? Yeah. And, and you go to our website for veterans and um, military, it's vettix.org, V-E-T-T-I-X.org. For first responders, it's first ticks, one S-T-T-I-X.org. Yep. Love you. Love your rep in our gear. 
go to the website, you create an account for free. We verify your status as a veteran service member, first responder. Uh, once your status is verified, then you get, you know, you get an email saying that you've been verified. You put in some more information about where you live, and then you'll start getting notified about events in your local area. And when you create your account in your settings, you can put the different types of events you want to be notified about, and it's in your local area. And when we have events uh, available in your local area, you get notified via daily emails. If there's something you're interested in, you click on that, you can put in for the event. If you get selected, um, it's just that easy. And once selected, the tickets are delivered by mail. So with with COVID, one of the kind of, if you want to call positives of COVID is a lot of ticketing agencies went paperless now. So 95% of the tickets today are, are paperless. So they're, they're sent electronically in your mobile device. Um, sometimes they're printed home PDFs, but nine times out of 10, they're sent electronically, um, you know, through your mobile device, you, you know, if it's Ticketmaster or some other platform, you know, you, if you've got your account through Ticketmaster, it goes right in to there and it's that easy. It's, it's seamless. I mean, that makes it just, you're just going to put it in your phone. You're done. You're going on the other end. How do you get these tickets? You just said you're getting ready to give away your 20 millionth ticket to an event. That's unbelievable. That's a lot of manpower on your end as well for your staff to be coordinating all of these, getting these emails when somebody, you know, you, you get a lot of people that want to go to one event, maybe not so many for another. How do you get the tickets on the other end that you're able to provide to the veterans and first responders? Yeah, that's a great question. How we get the tickets is donors. Uh, a lot of our donors are promoters, ticketing agencies, sports teams, athletes, um, venues, even private donors, maybe season ticket holder that isn't going to use their tickets. So they donate these tickets. Again, is that's they have these tickets. They want to thank our military veterans and first responders. So this is how they can do it by donating these event tickets. And the cool thing is, is that because we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, the donor gets a tax write-off for the face value of the ticket. So there's the altruistic piece of what they do. But again, it's like a lot of a lot of people say, well, I could afford these tickets. I don't, I don't need vet tickets to do that. And it's it's not about affording the tickets. It's about these donors have these tickets. And this is how they can thank our military veteran and first responder community by giving back. And we're that we're that mechanism for that. So everybody wins. Yeah. I mean, for anybody to say I can afford the tickets, you know, it's more about understanding that this is something that is extended to you as a forever. Thank you. This is a forever. Thank you. You deserve to go and do these things with your family. And ironically, as soon as we did our pre-call, I reached out to a very good friend of mine who's part of the union here of the New York city police department. And I sent him a link and he's like, Oh, I'm already on that site. Like, did you think I didn't know about this? I'm like, Oh, this is great. We're having dinner on Wednesday, and I'm sure it's going to be a huge part of the conversation um, because he's floored that I know have a connection with Bet Ticks. So, on that end, if somebody does want to donate just their standalone tickets, their season ticket holders, they look at the year. Okay, I'm not going to be able to go to these ten games because we have weddings or other obligations. How does somebody contact Vet Ticks or First uh, Ticks to make sure that they get the tickets to you? Yeah. And, and on the website, upper right-hand corner, there's a link to, to donate. And that's where they can donate their tickets and they, they create a donor account. We have over 45,000 donors. So that includes individual donors like season ticket holders or large corporations or ticketing agencies and teams and so on and so forth. So if you've got access tickets, you just follow the, you know, click on the link, follow the instructions and um, it's that easy. And and again, as an individual donor, you get the you know the the tax form that you can write off on your you know on your taxes to do that. And you said something earlier that yeah, I mean, military veterans and first responders are deserving of this, and there's really no one more deserving of this than me. Okay, but 
I work for the organization, so I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, but, but really it's, it's a way that we give back. And the cool thing is, is that it's not just the veteran, the service member, the first responder, but it's them bringing their family or their friends to these events. So you're not going alone. You're not there isolated. You're with, you know, your family, friends as a way to bond and rebuild these relationships that, you know, again, you might've, um, you know, had challenges with in the past. Sure. You may have missed out on a 16th birthday or something important to one of your children. And these are experiences. It's something that you're doing together. Those are the moments. It's better than a gift, right? I always tell everyone, don't buy gifts. Book an experience with a friend, even if it's just a dinner. You know, I gave up buying gifts for people years ago because I would rather make sure we're doing something that we're going to remember. When you get venues, sports teams, large organizations like Ticketmaster to donate tickets, you also are able to keep service members in a community section where there's some bonding that can go on. Am I right? Yeah, you nailed it. And and the cool thing is, is that a lot of times these tickets are donated in sections or blocks. So when you get these tickets, you're in the same same row section block as other veterans, service members, first responders. And um, so you're sitting there, you're with other people and you're like, hey, that dude kind of looks like me or that lady kind of sounds like me, the way she talks and so on and so forth. So the cool thing is, is that quite often you're sitting among your tribe and we know that you know, veteran service members, first responders, sometimes they don't always like being in crowds. They don't like loud noises, so on and so forth. But when you're sitting in these sections with other members of your tribe, it gives that sense of, you know, security, um, bonding, belonging. And we we have over a million thank yous that we get from our vet takes members after the event that we share with the donors so the donors can see the impact of their generosity. And quite often we we read these and we share them with the donors that says, hey, you know, I met some really cool fellow veterans or service members or first responders, and this has really helped me with my reintegration and my resiliency. So that's the cool thing. The other cool thing is, is that there are times where at these events, these venues, the the staff know what the vet tick section is. And if there's seats that are available closer up front or whatever, they'll, you know, again, we read these testimonials where they'll they'll grab, you know, somebody and, and upgrade their seats because they know that there's better seats somewhere else in the venue. So again, luck of the draw, but with season ticket holders, you know, you might get some courtside seats or something like that. And the thing is, is that when you put in for these events, you don't know where those seats are until you download the tickets. So you can't shop around and say like, oh, these seats aren't that great or whatever. You just never know where those seats are until you download them and you see what the location is. That's got to be amazing. How good does it feel to read these thank you notes that you get and feeling that experience that you knew you wanted to create and it actually had an impact? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, and some days I, I, you know, I just, in the morning, I just go to our um, testimonials page and I'll just scroll through some of these and and read again, the, the impact that we have. And we do this day in and day out. And um, not that I need my batteries recharged, but reading some of these and seeing that, wow, this was the, you know, my, my daughter said, you know, mommy, this was the best day of my life. You know, when you read those things that again, you know, thousands of times a day, this happens. And that's where, you know, it's not just veterans day or veterans month or, you know, so on and so forth. We do this, you know, 365 every day for us is Veterans Day, First Responders Day. And every day of the month, we're distributing over 10,000 tickets nationwide, making these experiences happen. And you nailed it, LA, because it's like, these are experiences that you can bring with you uh, the rest of your life. And it's not something that is you know, uh, something you got to pack away or, or whatever. These are things, these are memories. And, and that's what this is about is making memories that will last a lifetime. It's exactly what it's about. And it's so important to do those things. And 
let's face it, it's not expensive to do things nowadays. Just going and getting food at the arena is still going to cost you a little something, but getting in the door, getting a seat, getting to meet people and getting out and also experiencing things with your friends and family is incredibly powerful. After 32 years in the service, Steve, how did you get linked with Vetix? Yeah, while I was still in, and I'm a hybrid because I I did active duty and reserve. So while I was in the reserves towards kind of the tail end, um, you know, I saw Vetix pop up on my radar on um, on Facebook. And uh, I was like, wow, this is a really cool concept. And back then they were still a startup. Um, and probably about the same time, you know, you got involved with Vetix. And, yeah, and again, yeah. it's like, we saw this as such a cool thing and how can we be involved in it and support it? So I reached out to, to the founders, to, to Eddie and Mike. And I said, Hey, I really like this concept and they're local here in mm-hmm. Phoenix. We're, we're headquartered in, in Tempe, Arizona, which is Metro Phoenix and, but we're nationwide. And I said, Hey, if there's anything I can do to help leverage my networks, my contacts to, to help you guys out, you know, please let me know. So we would get together from time to time and, and have these discussions and I'd connect him with, you know, different individuals or organizations. And then, you know, one day, you know, I got a text from Mike and he's like, Hey, you know, we're looking for a strategy guy. Are you interested? And that was like in 2016. And, um, cause we would always joke about, you know, him and, and the other founders be like, yeah, one day when we bring you on. And I'm like, yeah, you know, heard that before. Right. So, um, and then I get the text from Mike and it was like, boom, uh, you know, all systems go. So again, it's, I'm so passionate about it because I've been on the other side of it, right. I've been deployed, I've been away, um, you know, during my 32 year career, um, and never once felt sorry for myself for, for being deployed over the holidays or missing events. But I know that, um, you know, that's not the same with everybody else. So now that I'm on this end of it and I'm able to, uh, you know, create those experiences, be a part of it, uh, I, I, what I, what I do, I don't even call work. I love that you found this perfect fit because it aligns with everything that you're about and you've already been doing and you do bring a level of expertise. And I love that Mike just reached out to you by text. That's so Mike, just like super cash. Hey, uh, this is going to happen now. You mentioned something about re-entering back into, you know, normal life and how difficult and challenging that could be and how important it could be to have some plans. You know, sometimes part of that is knowing that you're looking forward to something because your life has been so one way. Now you're going to a game in three weeks. You get to look forward to that. What does that look like for someone coming home after they've been gone, you know, for maybe eight years and going back to try and reconnect with friends they've lost touch with, of course, immediate family they stayed connected with, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that you still long to connect with. You don't really have that way. What's it like to do that? Yeah. And and that's one of the big challenges that service members and veterans encounter, not all of them. And I, I, I can't speak for every veteran and every service member, but the, the reintegration or the resiliency of, you know, taking off that uniform or the uniform's been off for a couple of years and you're still, still trying to, you know, get the puzzle pieces to connect. And a lot of veterans and service members have challenges with that. And, and even first responders, you know, when they're with their, you know, their teams and they're in uniform, they've got that, you know, again, that family. But when you take that uniform off, uh, it's a challenge. And now you're, you're back in society. And that's where, you know, when you join the military, it's a culture shock because it's something you've never experienced before. You, you were, you know, you grew up with, you know, your family, whatever. And now you've got a very regimented lifestyle that you'd never really experienced before, you know, unless you're, you know, you're in a military family or something like that, but it's a culture shock. But when you get out, even if you've been in for four years, getting out is a culture shock because you left a very structured environment that every you know, minute of the day, arguably was allotted for you. It's kind of like being institutionalized, but now you've left that and you don't have that support system. And even though you may have a family, they don't always understand that piece of it. So it's a challenge for, and and I, I went through that as well. And so you try and figure these things out, but through vet ticks, it's, or first ticks, it's, you know, it's a resource for you. It's it's a mechanism that going to these events, getting out into public, getting 
back into society as a way that, you know, is going to help you slowly reintegrate, you know, I'll say get back to a normal way of life. But again, you know, put the, put some of those things behind you. And again, when you're at these events, you're, you're with other veteran service members, first responders, you, you strike up these conversations, or maybe your significant other is sitting with next to somebody else's significant other, and they're chatting about, you know, this, that, and the other. Oh, yeah, I was deployed. You know, my husband was deployed too. You know, that, and so you, you're, you're, you're rebuilding and you're reintegrating into your local society. And you're also probably reconnecting with things you may have forgotten you loved, like whether it's a basketball game or whether it's music or whether it's a show. These are all things you were not doing, not getting to follow. And sometimes going back will remind you like, oh my gosh, I remember I used to watch, you know, Sports Center every single day and watch NBA every night. So that kind of gives you that comfort of who you were before that huge transition and finding that balance of finding hobbies because filling the free space, which is something you didn't do in the military. There's no free space, right? Filling the free space can be scary for people. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, again, like when you're deployed or, you know, even when you're stationed, you know, in the United States and, you know, your hometown team, you you don't get to see them live, right? But you, you, you know, you watch it on TV or whatever, but now you're back in your hometown or you're, you know, you're in a new location and, and, you know, you have that time and that ability to go see these live events and to experience these again, when you were deployed and you had to, you know, get up at 4am because of the time zones to watch your favorite team, you know, play a game or whatever, or concerts, you know, or, or entertainment or performing arts. Now you get to do that. And, and like you said, you get that time back uh, to be able to, you know, soak up the things that, that you missed and, you know, in essence, kind of finding your Zen. Um, and, and yeah. that's what, that's how we can help with that. And when did you decide to branch out and start first ticks for first responders? Yeah, that was in, uh, that was in 2018. And, and what, you know, what we looked at was, Hey, you know, first responders face the same kind of challenges that our veterans and, and service members do again, reintegrating into society, being away from their family, uh, when they're on duty, when they're on watch, things like that. So, you know, we pitched it to our donors. We said, Hey, we want to open this up to, to first responders. W- what do you think about that? And they were ecstatic about it because again, they understand the sacrifices and the long hours and the things that they miss as wearing the uniform. Schedules. Their schedules are, yeah, their their schedules do not allow them to do a lot of the things that maybe their family wants to do, even though they're not deployed and they're not living outside of home, they're, they're not available. And as for, you know, what we saw happen in 2020, I, I, I love that you guys did this 2018. I think 2020 was the first time we really started talking about the value of first responders. Yeah. And, and, you know, let me add that it's not just for current f- first responders, it's for former also. So maybe, you know, you're not a EMT anymore, or you're, you're, you're not a police officer, or you're retired, or you don't even need to be retired. When you, when we verify you, you just upload your credentials. So it's not just for current, it's for former also. But yeah, I mean, when they're on duty, they're on. And like you said, you know, a lot of times because of seniority or whatever, when you're young, you're working the night shift and, you know, so on and so forth. And especially yeah. if you have a family. So while you're on duty, also your family can attend these events. You don't need to be present with it. So it's like, hey, I got a Saturday night shift, whatever. But, you know, you know, Paw Patrol's in town, whatever. So, you know, the spouse can take the kids and so on and so forth. But um, again, that's how we can we can give back to that demographic. That's fantastic that they don't even have to be present, but they could be like, hey, I have this long, crazy shift for this weekend of events. You guys go out and do something fun and they get to take advantage. And, and who is the list of first responders? It's police, right? 911 police. operators. Yep. And, and fire and uh, EMTs. Okay. 
and okay. um, RNs. And that's where, um, you know, you get verified. We've, we, your status gets verified through a third party called ID.me. And ID.me is an organization that was actually created by veterans um, as a verification um, organization. And the, the VA uses them. Uh, there's a lot of organizations that use them to verify their status. But I mean, the, the, there's a long list as far as for first responders um, in, in law enforcement, in fire and EMS. So, you know, you can go on their website and you can see exactly if you qualify, depending on, um, you know, what, what type of, you know, first responder you are. So it's not just your standard police, fire, EMTs, dispatchers, and, and RNs. So it's, it's, it's pretty broad. But if, again, it's, we use ID.me to verify and what they, what they classify as first responders, um, that's the, uh, that's the criteria we use. I mean, I think it's the next layer to it, right? It seemed like the obvious, but would have never thought of it because I thought VetTix was such a great idea and uh, the way it's grown and the fact that you are so dedicated and you've been so under, you've, you've lived this life. And so you're, you're relatable, right? So is Mike. I'm not sure if I, I've met Eddie, but it was years ago. I want to say probably like in the nineties, uh, when Mike was coming up with this brainiac of an idea and now you're sitting here 20 millionth tickets. So how does that feel? I mean, that's a milestone. Did you clock where you wanted to get to that point? I can only imagine what it felt like giving away the first million tickets. And that was just when you were only doing military veterans, not first responders. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is that when I came on board in, in 2016, shortly after that, we hit our, I mean, so they hit a million before, you know, before my time, but in 20, shortly after I came on board in 2016, we hit 3 million and uh, distributing 3 million tickets. And we thought that was like the hugest thing. Um, and, and it was, I mean, for the time, cause we were so small, we were the hunter trying to grow the organization organically and things like that. And now, I mean, we're, we're on the cusp of 20 million and, um, you know, a couple months, like three, three, four months ago, we clicked over to 19 million and it was such a, a non-event. It was like, oh, we just, you know, we just clicked off another million, distributing another million. So 20 million is a big milestone for us, but you know, between 15 and 20 was, it's just like, oh, okay, well, we just, we just clicked off another million. And this year we're on pace to distribute about, uh, I think close to 5 million tickets this year alone. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. I mean, that's 5 million tickets this year of true gratitude. That's what this really is a creating experience and that true gratitude that we should all have to military veterans and first responders. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you know, we talk about degrees of separation and maybe you didn't serve, um, or my grandfather you know, and my dad both did. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank them for, and, and so you get it right. And, but, but again, it's a degree of separation either in the military or as a first responder. And so, again, you know, for, for your, for your viewers, you know, if you know somebody and they don't know about it, uh, or, you know, let them know about it. Cause again, this is, this is how we can give back. And again, it's like, Oh, I can afford these tickets. It's not about affording the tickets. It's about thanking them and giving them the experience that our donors want to give and want to make sure that our military veterans and first responders are, are acknowledged, are, are thanked. And this is how they can do that. And after we spoke, I went to, I told you my friend, the cop, the PBA, he's like, I know about this. I went to my friend, the fired man. He did not know about this. So I'm like, okay, take this to the firehouse, get everybody signed up while you guys are in between waiting for calls and making a ton of food because we know this is what they do at the firehouse. And so I know just me spreading the word, there's two different answers, but through, you know how it is the firehouse, you'll get 20 signups at each firehouse because there's that many on one shift. So it's about getting the word out, which is something I plan to do. I hope my view 
viewers do as well, sharing this with their family and friends. And Steve, I just think this is unbelievable. 20 million tickets, something I didn't even know was possible. Congratulations to you, to everyone at Vet Ticks and First Ticks. Thank you. Uh, and, and thank you for all of your support throughout the years. Because again, you and Mike, you you connected um, you know, from the onset. And I know that you've been a tremendous advocate, evangelist for for what we do. Uh, and you're you're so well connected. And um, I know your viewers love you. And for us to be able to to be on today and for you to really highlight what we do and, and our mission, we can't thank you enough. Well, it's beautiful and it's special and it's needed and it's unbelievable to be, even be able to have this conversation. So thank you so much, everybody. Go to vettix.org and firsttix.org. And I will make sure you have all the social media, which is also at vettix. And I will put all the links and make it easy for everyone to find and get their family and friends to sign up. Steve Weintraub, thank you so much for visiting today. Thank you for having me. That was such a great conversation. And I love this because yes, every time you see someone who served our country, we, we want to say thank you for your service because we are thankful. And it's not just on Veterans Day, it's every single day. And to know that first responders also being recognized, the level of importance, the where we would be, where we would not be without you, just unbelievable. And to know that family can be celebrated events can be planned and tickets can be shared as a way of a forever thank you. This is a forever thank you because what you do matters. What you do has changed our lives. And still to this day, when, you know, when Steve was talking about the first ticks, I thought, wow, you know, something we don't speak enough about is 911 responders. What a tough job this must, must be. How intense at all times. And to think that on their night off, on someone's night off, their family can go out. So make sure if you have a friend who has either served our country or is a first responder, uh, this is just a great way for you to get them signed up and have them start getting out and doing things because the thank you is there forever. I thank Steve. I thank Mike and everybody at VetTix for giving us this time and sharing this conversation. I hope you, my listener, will be sure if you are a veteran or a first responder that you sign up right away and then that you go and share this conversation with your friends who might be veterans or first responders. And it was just a great conversation. And now it's all about you and the mailbag. I was shocked. It took me no time to put this mailbag together. There were absolutely great questions. And if you want to be a part of the mailbag, you can email me at asklisaann at gmail.com. Here we go. The moment you've all been waiting for, the mailbag. It is not a wild ride anymore because I'm getting enough good questions to have great, great mailbag. So here we go. If you want to be a part of it, again, asklisaann at gmail.com. Abe says, good evening, Lisa Ann, and happy new year. My name is Abe. I'm from Maryland. My question I always wanted to ask was, how did you start your podcast channel? I always wanted to do an interview with you sometime as my goal. I thank you so much for wanting to interview me. Uh, that's incredibly kind and sweet. So starting a podcast, I would think that the best way to go about this for someone, it was very different for me because already having a brand and a following, people were coming to me saying, okay, the next thing you need to do is start a podcast. This is going to be the next medium. And I remember having these conversations of resisting them for a couple of years because I'm like, oh my gosh, I do so many things. I have to do this, but I'm so glad I did it. So I would start by going to YouTube and watching some of these different creators because it's going to be different to learn how to start and launch your own podcast when you don't already have a brand name. So I don't know what your budget is going to be. I don't know if you're going to go audio or audio and video. I don't know if you are going to pay an editor, if you know how to edit yourself. So what you're going to have to do is find out all that it takes to start a podcast. And you can do that by just searching how to start a podcast on YouTube. You'll have some great series there because I know there's a bunch of great creators that will really help you. And then you'll be able to put together a business plan. 
in that business plan, what's the time? How are you going to make the time? What's the cost? What equipment do you need to buy? Are you able to edit? Are you going to learn to edit yourself? Where are you going to publish? Are you going to publish uh, just for audio? Are you also going to have a YouTube channel? And then next is how do you promote it? How do you get it out there? You know, I think when you're looking for guests, you have to remember that until you have at least 10,000 followers, that it's very hard for someone to be able to give you their time for an interview because it's definitely going to help your show more than it helps them. And when people do interviews, it's usually about, a, it's mutual, right? Both people are benefiting from the conversation. So I always say 10,000 is a good gauge because for myself, I'm always about 50 deep and that's 50 people that want to interview me, that I'm surveying their content, that I'm seeing if it's a show that I want to go on, that I have the, they, they've reached all the requirements social media wise, that it aligns with everything that I do. So it's not just a simple yes or no. And it's something that you really got to see. What do you want to be specific? Do you love technology? Do you love animals? Do you love nature? Other than having guests, what's going to be your hitch? So there's a lot you need to learn about yourself when you're getting ready to put together a podcast. It was kind of landed in my lap. Another lucky thing with building a brand from the industry was being able to find new ways to use it and multiple vehicles to communicate on. So I thank you for the question. Good luck in your quest, Abe. And I know there's a lot of great info out there for you. You just got to search. Next one here says a question from you. Hi, Lisa. The amount of times I'm either emotional or dying of laughter, binging your podcast is undefeatable. Thank you. Your podcast episode with Curvy Mary really boosted my inspiration, which started from you to travel and be myself because I'm trying to create a life for myself that's different than my upbringing. My question is, do you have any daily affirmations for yourself? As in things you tell yourself, remind yourself to keep you going. Also, would there be a potential time in the future for you to have your followers send in crazy or funny dating stories? I hope you get this and I can't wait to cry tears of laughter for your future podcasts. You're funny as fuck and a literal rock star. P.S. I'm planning on visiting New York for the first time this year. XO, XO, Morgan. So excited you're finally going to visit New York. This is exciting, but let's go one at a time. Daily affirmations. Yes. Every morning when I wake up, I tell myself, you got to get up and secure the bag. Okay. The bag is a rap term, but it, it's just funny to me. And always like, yo, Lisa, you got to get up. You got to secure the bag. Financially secure, being financially secure is very important to me. Knowing that later, if I work harder now, I have to worry about less later is really my entire goal. To know that while I have the energy, while I have the endless opportunity, and while I have everything right here, making the bag is a big part of it. But I'm also very um, in the space of having conversations with myself at the end of the day of thank you for getting this done. Wow, you did this. Oh, I'm so glad you got this done. And having this little checklist of, because we wake up in the morning with, oh, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. And at the end of the day, I think it's very important to also give yourself those affirmations of gratitude that you did those things through the day. And maybe you picked up an extra piece of slack or something great happened. And there was a moment with somebody when you were taking a walk, whatever it may be. And, you know, I, I really, the, the serenity prayer has always been an important prayer in my life. And the most important thing in that prayer is to, you know, worry about the things that I can change and not the things that I can't and to know the difference. I don't worry about anything that's out of my control. Things are going to go wrong. Those are not things that I'm going to worry about. I worry about the people in my inner circle, making sure they're all good. Uh, and, and that's really what matters. So as for the affirmations, just be sure to not only have those affirmations, but to po give yourself positive feedback at the end of the day as well. Be proud of yourself. Be grateful. Be happy. As for funnier dating stories, yes, you can send them to me. You can, I, I would love it if you sent them to better halves. So better halves at SXM. I will make sure that I do a little video. I think the email is just better halves at Gmail, but it could be better halves SXM at Gmail. And that is so my bad. And I'm sorry about this, but I'm going to write back to your email and make sure you have the right ones so that you, Morgan, can send some funny dating stories because Brett Raybold and I love to read funny dating stories. It's so great 
to get the male and female perspective. Okay. Also having comedians chime in makes it even better. So all of that is just goodness. And then, um, I hope you get, I can't wait to cry tears of laughter and your, and thank you for your, your funny as fuck, any literal rock star. I appreciate you so much. I am so glad to know that my, my words can bring joy. Okay. We got one more email here. And again, don't forget, asklisaann at gmail.com. If you want to be a part of the Ask Lisa Ann mailbag, here we go with a subject matter, gratitude, love, and care. Imagine I get to read this email first thing on a Monday morning and I'm like, Oh, my week is made. This person is lovely. I love this subject matter. Everything about it. Happy new year, Lisa Ann. I hope you're feeling healthy in every aspect of your body and life. And with the 2023 in the rear of your mirror, you managed to achieve all of your goals for the meal year. And you do the same for what I believe is going to be an amazing 2024 for you. I'm taking this opportunity to express my gratitude for you and everything you did for me the last year from meeting you in person at Exotica, New Jersey, where you graciously gave me some advice on how to write and complete the book I was writing to take time to respond to my posts on your Facebook page, to sharing your encouraging words of self-care, motivation, positivity, and being resilient. The latter wasn't personally to me, but it was definitely personal for me. I am so grateful to you. I love you for who you molded yourself into, a genuine Renaissance woman. I admire your determination, resilience, and fortitude of never giving up, being a mentor and a role model, like it or not. I've learned so much from you and I continue to thank you for caring for me and your other fans. You can't fake what you do. I personally feel your concerns, your hope for me to maximize my fuel, full human potential and to love and enjoy life. I didn't mean for this to be long, but I have a lot to be thankful for in 2023, particularly because of you. I wish you continued blessings of great health, peace, success, happiness for 2024 and look forward to continuing this journey with you as you continue to live the life. Guidance, Bob. Bob, I thank you so much for this thoughtful email. And though it's not an Ask Lisa Ann mailbag question, it is something very spectacular because in one of the very first business books that I read, one of the habits of highly effective people, it said, Every successful business person writes a thank you note once a day. This was before email. This was before the fax machine. And so when I saw this, I wrote back to Bob and said, so, you know, I read a book years ago that said all successful people write a thank you note every day. And in modern day times, an email, this is a thank you note. You are an incredible writer, Bob. So that's why when you asked me about writing a book, I remember talking with you about scheduling it in your day, saying, I'm going to write. If you don't feel inspired to write, you go and clean up, you edit, right? There's always some movement going on. You stick with it five days a week, like a job, you commit. But I love that people ask me different questions and I feel flattered that somebody takes the experience that I have and understands the knowledge that I gained through that experience. And the greatest thing we can do in life is inspire other people. Getting this email inspired me and is going to keep me moving for the entire week because I'm going to leave it on my counter in my office, Bob, so that I go back and look at it as a reminder. So many incredible kind things said in this email, but also the reminder that it's noticed. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of my emails, my listeners, my guest, all of you who are going to go and check out vetticks.org and firsttix.org. Follow on social media. Thank you, Steve, for joining. Thank you, Vetticks, for all that you do. It's amazing that my friend Mike put this together and look what it's become and how incredible it is. And I got to share this story with you right here. So for veterans and first responders, now let's talk about events. We are here. We are going to be talking about the Super Bowl for the next only couple of weeks. Think about it. February 11th is going to be here before you know it. So to make that weekend extra awesome, on Saturday, February 10th, from 4 to 7, I will be at Williamsburg Wine and Liquor. You can follow at Williamsburg Wine and Liquor on Instagram. It's 431 
Graham Avenue in Brooklyn. Williamsburg Wine and Liquor is going to be the first liquor store to carry my wine, Lisa by Lisa Ann. Super excited about this. And I will be doing a signing there. I will be doing an event. What I'm going to do is if you buy one white, one red, you're going to get a free copy of one of my books. Everyone that comes gets a photo with me with purchase. So come in, buy a bottle of wine, stop by, say hello. And then the following day, I will be drinking my wine with everyone at Sapphire 60 for the Super Bowl. We don't know who's going to be in it yet. That's how wild this season is that you're like, oh, this is not what we expected. And here we are. Uh, it is going to be a great time. I can't believe we're already through the fantasy football season. I can't believe we're already planning out the year, but two events in one weekend, Saturday, February 10th, I will be at Williamsburg Wine and Liquor in Brooklyn. And on Sunday, February 11th, I will be at Sapphire 60 in New York City for the Super Bowl with all of you drinking my wine, having a great time. Right now, you can get free shipping on my books at my store, shoplisaann.com. Use the promo code New Year at checkout. And I thank you all for being here. Follow me on all social media at The Real Lisa Ann. Follow my wine at Lisa by Lisa Ann to know all the locations where you can get it so far in New York. Right now we're being sold New York and New Jersey. I'll be moving into other places. I'll be keeping you all in the loop of when and where. But for now, Lisa by Lisa Ann on Instagram is where you get all the greatest and latest information. Thank you for joining me here for an all new episode of the Lisa Ann Experience. 